Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What's up? Welcome into Best on the Board, presented by BetMGM. We are wrapping things up for the week on Best on the Board here, Friday, April 22nd. Michael Beller here with you on this episode of Best on the Board. We're getting ready for the NFL Draft, just six days away now from the first round. We've been hammering some of these props with uh, different discussions from all sorts of angles. We've got another one here for you. Joining me to talk NFL Draft, top to bottom in the first round, is Nate Tice. Nate, what's going on, man? Uh, not too much. We were just talking. You said, oh, yeah, we're based on these discussions off the mock draft. And I think we'll talk about it in a sec, but doing that mock draft – some of it, because I have maybe a little action on some of these, mm-hmm. is like me manifesting it, maybe <laughs> just willing it into existence sure. that it happens this way. So I'm sure we'll talk about a couple of those, but I'm starting to like feel a little bit better about a few of them now, what's happening in real life. Yeah, there we go. I mean, we can jump right off the top with something that you've got at, at the top of your draft board that is interesting. If you are an athletic subscriber, be sure to check out Nate's uh, mock draft that is available on the site right now. If you do, you will see something different in the very first spot than you are used to seeing in mocks elsewhere. Aiden Hutchinson has been the betting line favorite to be the first overall pick for basically since as long as these props have been posted in a reasonable amount of time to the draft. And he still remains there at minus 175, not the number one player in your mock. That is Trayvon Walker, who is plus 140 to be the first overall pick. So let's hear the case. Why Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson? Yeah, and I, I start off my mock saying this too, is that this draft, which I'm sure everyone has heard about it, doesn't have the top-end talent that most of the drafts have. It's And how I phrased it was, it's a draft full of doubles. And what Trayvon Walker is, the argument for him, not that I agree with it, is that he's a home run swing. And that it's, if I have the number one pick, might as well get a game changer rather than a good solid player that we could find elsewhere in the draft. So that's the argument. That's where that argument starts for taking Walker at number one. Do I agree with it? No, but I could see the the people in the building, you know, going like, well, if I, I don't want to take this guy who's going to be a good number two, like Hutchinson or, you know, a questionable character and figure out what he's going to be, Thibodeau. Or do we go offensive line? We just had Cam Robinson. We just, you know, tagged him. Do we really want to go number one pick? Um, if it's Iki Iquanu, because I know they have some fans there. Do we go there and he's going to be a right tackle or a guard to start? Like, you know, which actually, when I, I did a show with Robert Mays uh, a few months ago about what the Jags' plan could be, that's what I wanted them to do was draft an offensive lineman first. Mm-hmm. And then I just said build around Trevor Lawrence, build around your – potential superstar quarterback and then figure out the defense at another date but it doesn't seem like they took that advice so (laughs) which is why i'm here talking to you about it but why i think with walker and even it's gone down i think it was plus 200 even a couple days ago and i think it was i know it it was for sure 170 yesterday 
Yes. And I think I did a show on Tuesday. It was plus 200. And I think two days before that was plus 250. So it just keeps dropping and mm-hmm. dropping. I think by next week, it might be a coin flip between those two. Uh, but really, that's where it says, I think the stars are aligning there. I think the fans that Walker has in that building, the GM really likes him, is he's starting to kind of like win that argument a little bit. And I think the betting markets are kind of showing that, that where that favoritism is coming. And I, I kind of want to reflect that too, because I understand where that argument is coming from for the Jaguars. So, uh, you know, obviously you're, you're making a mock. You have to make a pick there. Is this a yeah. bet you want to make as well at the plus 140? Yes. Cause just cause of the price. And mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I got, I got around a little over plus 200, I think mm-hmm. the other day. And it's just the price. I'd much rather have that, what I think is now a coin flip in that building at way better than coin flip odds. It's not minus 110, minus 120, plus 110, nothing like that. It's, you know, some decent juice on it. So that's, that's my argument for making that bet. And then, hey, for what it's worth, Aiden Hutchinson to be the second overall pick, plus 150. Yeah. So it uh, could be a nice little one-two punch and if it ends up being Look at Thibodeau Walker. there at pick two yeah. as well. That's another prop bet to look at is Thibodeau. And that one's moving a lot as well um, as for, uh, at Thibodeau's favor. So yeah. I, think that, I think he has some fans in the building there. And if there's one place where I think Thibodeau – would be in a good like kind of uh, uh, for his personality and what what the Lions like. I actually mm-hmm. think that's a good setup for him to get the most out of him. So, but that's another one that's really it's dropping every day when I, when I've looked at it is Thibodeau going number two. Yeah, and it's interesting the way we we always talk about when we're looking at draft props. You always talk about the way teams view these guys, yes. view them individually, view their fit on their team, and this is a great example of it, right? Because. Thibodeau is 25 to 1 to be the first overall pick. You've got four players with better odds to be the first overall pick than him. But then suddenly when you go to second, he's minus 125. Now, obviously, that assumes Hutchinson is going one. But you see just the jump for a guy like like he has better chance to go second than Trayvon Walker, than the offensive lineman. So it just shows you that team fit, team thoughts uh, have so much to do with what we're looking at here. And we do look at those two. Offensive lineman, and that's where I want to go next. You've got Evan Neal and Iki Aquanu as the two guys who are favored to go uh, to be the first offensive lineman selected. Right now, Aquanu is the favorite, minus 190. Evan Neal is at plus 150. And then you got to go way down to Charles Cross at plus 800, the top three linemen in terms of the betting markets. You've got it flipped, though. You've got Evan Neal going over Aquanu. So a betting opportunity here at plus 150. Why Neal over Aquanu? Yeah, Neil is more what I just thought the Texans might look at as far as that position and going, okay, this guy is, you know, he's got the Alabama bump. They have a Patriots background. A lot of Patriots guys like Alabama guys. Like it's just a connections that Saban Belichick thing. So that's why I went there. And also with uh, what they're doing in their left tackle situation, they restructured the contract and everything. But also they can use Neil at other spots. He has experience at guard. He has experience at right tackle. Personally, I think Neil ends up a great right tackle and doesn't stay on the left side, no matter who takes him. I compared him more to Trent Brown, um, where I think he's just going to be a big mauling right tackle as opposed to a you know big bendy left tackle. Personally, my personal favorite tackle is Charles Cross, and I know he has some fans with some teams. And so I think if you because you know Icky is at what minus one seventy five, one minus one eighty five around that range to be the first lineman, yeah, be the first lineman taken. So if you're that's too heavy of a price for right. you, like my favorite bet would be Cross, and I, I'm looking around here, it's about plus eight hundred to mm-hmm. be the first lineman taken. Just this draft is going to be so wacky. There is there's so many of these guys. I mean, it's always eye of the beholder, and this draft is like the highest of the beholder. <laughs> like it's the highest one that you could do, but it's, but that's where if you want to have like a little bit of, you know, a little bit of juice on your pick, I think mm-hmm. cross at plus 800 might be something to look at as well. 
So then here's an interesting thing. If we want to get into cross a little bit over under yeah. of seven and a half, you have him going fifth in your mock over under of seven and a half to be the second offensive lineman taken. He's plus two fifty. He's plus 500 to be in the top five. Any of those get you interested? Plus 500 to be in the top five. And I even saw that dropped in some places uh, to plus 300. And I think that's got a little more smoke behind it. Um, that's been one of my favorite bets to make is cross going in the top five. I could just like you, we, you just said a minute ago about how teams view these guys. People are going to watch cross and go, that's a left tackle as opposed to these other guys. Neil, can he stay at the left tackle spot? Can Icky stay at left tackle spot? Quanu, or is he going to have to bump the guard? Is he have to bump the right tackle? Cross has the highest upside to be a true left tackle. This is my assessment, but I, I think some teams kind of see that as well. I think everybody's going to have these guys rated different. So I like one of my favorite bets has been cross top five because I could see him. He's getting some love from the Giants at five, or there's been some rumors about the Saints trying to move up for cross. So that makes that interesting. That might be at six, but you don't know if Carolina's going to change with New or- trade with New Orleans, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. So I like the kind of the juice right there at plus uh, top five, at either at plus 500. It might be bumped down already, but I really do like that bet. All right, let's get into some of the skill position guys here, and let's start with Malik Willis. Uh, roundly expected to be the first quarterback taken, although Kenny Pickett in the mix there, not hugely behind him in terms of the betting odds. But let's focus on Willis for a second here. An over-under of 10.5, you have him going ninth to the Seahawks in your mock. Confident enough in that to want to play the under 10.5. No, <laughs> I am. That is a, uh, I can maybe see this. My argument's been that Pete Carroll's a little bit bulletproof because Willis can, Willis is going to take some time. Uh, I love his upside, but he's got a long ways to go to reach that upside. And he would have to go in a situation that makes sense for that, where the, the coach has can go, I can withstand the bullets and let him take his lumps before he figures, finish, figures it out. I'm sorry. So I had him at nine to the Seahawks, but I could see him falling to the teens. I could see him going top five. Like if someone trades up, like I could see him going any which way, which I guess would make that all the under. But it's one, all the quarterback bets I've been kind of sort of staying away from other than uh, I think only one I've kind of liked, but the odds of it aren't great now is Desmond Ritter going in the first round, Mm -hmm. which originally was like plus 120, plus 130. Now it's like minus 130 or so, minus 120. So I think that's my only quarterback real bet because I have no idea how many go in the first round. I have sure. no idea where they slot. I have no idea where they go. So that's been a, that's going to be an interesting position. Well, let me give you one right there because yeah. you have Ritter going ahead of Kenny Pickett and Ritter is plus 550 to be the second quarterback selected. So if you are confident in yeah. Malik Willis being the first guy and like Ritter over Pickett, I think that's where you get your quarterback juice is Ritter yep. plus 550 to be the second QB. I like that a lot. And yeah, I originally liked his draft position one. I think it was originally like 30 and a half or 31 and a half. And now it's gone down to like 28 and a half or something mm-hmm. where what his position was. So I kind of avoided saying that bet because I could see the Lions taking them at 32, you know, or someone's trading into those last couple spots to take a guy like Ritter. So that's why I went for just the first round pick, top 32 pick. But yeah, but second quarterback taken, that could be a good one too, because I think the Steelers are a big fan of him too at number at 20, which is where I had him in the, uh, in the mock draft. Wide receiver going to be a super interesting position yes. to watch in this draft. We all know that there's going to be five, six, maybe more, depending on how things go selected in the first round. We have, at least as far as the betting markets are concerned, a top tier of three guys. Garrett Wilson has the shortest odds to be the first receiver selected. That is at plus 105 on BetMGM. Then you've got Jamison Williams at plus 150, and then Drake London at plus 240. A big drop from those guys in terms of being the first receiver yeah. selected. Which one of those three do you like to be first? 
uh, Jameson Williams. And I, I had him going 10 to the Jets in my mock. I could see someone moving up for him. Someone, I think the receiver drafting is going to be insane. Like just as far as where teams go with these guys. Cause it's one of those where, again, this is another position where there's no little consensus on who's mm-hmm. their top guy, who's their second guy, who's the top three, who's their top five. Like it's crazy how mm-hmm. different everybody has everybody. But what Jameson Williams has truly that the other guys don't is game breaking speed. And every team and every sport that's ever existed wants speed. So what I think a lot of teams are going to see Jameson Williams go, we can find a use for that once he comes back from his ACL. And I think that's where the argument and steam. I was shocked to see that it was plus 150 right now because that thing has been, I mean, that was five to one a week ago. Mm-hmm. And that was even higher, seven, I think plus 750 uh, two weeks ago, give or take. So it seems each passing day that that's getting more and more steam. That's the one I would I could see how teams will argue for for it. I think Garrett Wilson's the other one that teams really like. I've heard some rumors about him in the top ten. Um, I love my personal receiver one's Drake London, but he has issues with that long speed. So I think some teams will go. Ah, I don't know if we we could use that right now because he's more of a ball winner. But if all those three, I would, James Williams would be the first receiver taken. Would be my bet. Man, is I mean, my bad too. Yeah, yeah, and and like <clears throat> this is another one that it's like we're we're beauties in the eye of the beholder, right? Because I mean we're talking about what teams are going, how you're going to fit a receiver alongside potentially another receiver who you already have on your team along yep. into the into your offensive scheme. Like this is one where we've seen this you know time and time again where yep. we feel like we have a hold on the pecking order of receivers, and all it takes is one team to decide we want this guy. We think this guy's a better fit for our team, and yep. it changes everything from that point forward. Raiders taking Henry Ruggs a couple yep. of years ago. Um, Darius Hayward Bay when he yes. went before Michael Crabtree years ago. Like that's what happens, especially with these speed guys. Is t- the coach offensive coaches fall in love with that because they see a guy and they just go, "Oh, have him just go deep every play, open everything else up." And it's like I get that argument, but that's why these guys get a little more, you know, a little more uh, uh, rocket boost under them before before the draft. First round receivers uh, over six and a half minus one hundred five, under six and a half minus one twenty five. So the under a bit of a favorite here. Any lean on that? I would be two fistfuls on the over. I would. Uh, that's one of my more favorite bets, especially at minus one hundred five. There could be seven going, could even be eight mm-hmm. going in the first round, depending on how things fall. I I think there has been a bit of a consensus on the top six, which is uh, London, Jameson Williams, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Jahan Dotson and Traylon Burks. I think that's kind of the top six, no matter how people shake it. But then guys like Christian Watson, Sky Moore, and George Pickens are getting late, real lot late risers. So even if just two of those three make it into those late picks, Packers, Chiefs, somebody trained back in, you know, if there's a big run in the teens on receivers, guys mm-hmm. get desperate for these other guys. Um, that's where I can make, I, I, I think seven might hit the board and maybe even eight, depending on how things go. So um, it's, yeah, receiver class is going to be crazy. <laughs> it's going to be a pretty, really, really interesting one. But I like the over six and a half bet pretty well. Oh, like pretty huge, actually. I don't want to throw some just what I thought were interesting prices for top 10 players and interesting first round prices. Guys to be selected in the first round. Obviously, we're talking about guys who are later. Let's start with the top 10. You've got Kyle Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton excuse me, at minus 110. Jameson Williams, who we just talked about, plus 125. Chris Olave, 15 to 1. George Kalarftis, 16 to 1. Any of those guys get you interested as being potential top 10 picks, at least at those betting prices? 
Yeah, of those four, I would say Williams would be my bet of those four. Just the same discussion I just made earlier. I could see the Jets looking at him at 10. I could see the number seven spot being a trade-up spot, the New York Giants' second selection. Um, the other ones, I see Olave more as a uh, teams like him in the teens and early 20s, mm-hmm. just because of size stuff and fit stuff. But I, I, I love Olave. I, he's my receiver, too. Uh, but I don't see him sneaking into the top 10. I think the other Williams, like the top three that just got mentioned, Williams, London, and Wilson have a little more juice in the top 10 than those guys. Um, Kyle Hamilton, love the player, but it seems like the winds are blowing just for him outside the top 10. Uh, it really seems Washington's a popular landing spot. Texans, maybe even a bump up. Someone trade up for him. The Eagles, I know, have been there's some whispers that they might move up for his safety. Um, and then Carl office, I love as well, but I think him, he has a wide range of landing spots because some teams have second round grades on him. Some have, you know, high lottery pick grades, you know, teens, twenties. So I see him more landing in the teens or the twenties, mm-hmm. but I think his floor is going to be more like Arizona in the early twenties, but I don't see him sneaking into the top 10. All right. And at the back end of the first round, these are three guys with plus prices right now who you have all going in the first round of your mock. George Pickens, who we just uh, referenced mm-hmm. a little bit. He's at plus 135. Lewis Seen, plus 100. So even money on that bet. And then Kyer Elam at plus 150. Any of those prices get you going? I, I The Seen and Elam ones are pretty pretty nice. I, I like the Elam at plus 150. I really like the player. And I think some teams are going to really like him too. I think the Chiefs might, might look at him because he's aggressive and he's a you know, kind of a tone setter at corner, which you don't really see sometimes. And I think he's improving and he's got some natural, natural stuff to him. And I, I really like him. Um, I also think, you know, I personally, I had him going to the Patriots, which was a little early. Um, then he's been slotted, but I think he's gotten a lot of buzz because I just liked his fit with if he were a belt. He, he just screams like a Patriots DB because he's smart, he's physical and he can play inside and out. So that's why I can see teams arguing for him as a first round pick. Same with Lewis Seen. Because he's a guy, he's a, another tone setter. He's a safety. He can play up and down. Um, really smart. I think he interviewed really well. He understands the game really well. And he's a you know big hitter. Can do a lot of things well. I think that he's getting some late love as you know one of those later picks. Pickens, I may, I could really see the Packers liking him because he matches their body type. Also, what the Chiefs are doing with the, how they're rebuilding their receivers. So I can see him sneaking in right at the end of the first round. I have more of a second round grade on him. That's more of like what I'm seeing with the hype. Mm-hmm. NFL teams, I think, are more kind of in between what I think and maybe what draft Twitter thinks. Uh, so I think he might end up being early second round. But, you know, plus 135 is not a bad price if he does sneak in. And battling with just all that, that whole, again, that cluster of receivers that makes yes. us think over six and a half. Right. It's another beauty yeah. is in the eye of the beholder situation yes. with who, right? A receiver? Sure. Chiefs receiver, drafting a receiver. Packers drafting a receiver? Sure. Bears trade back into the first round for a receiver? Sure. Can see yep. it. Going to depend on who they like among that group of guys. Lions, too. Lions yeah. have re- might need a receiver. I mean, there's just so many guys there. Mm-hmm. Like, Eagles might trade back from one of their picks and right. take a guy in the and 20s. Take, yep. Like, there is just. There's going to be a lot of movement in this draft, which is going to make everything really screwy. Yep. And it'll make the run on runs on positions really screwy, too. Yeah, Make for a very fun Thursday yes. night, for sure. Can't One wait to be live thing. for it. Yeah, yeah. You got, it's, it's going to be a hell in, in, in Vegas. I mean, oh, right? yeah. like as if we needed a capper for what I this know, draft right? is going to look like. Get the right. Vegas capper on top of it. Just absolutely ridiculous. Just, yeah, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful moments. Uh, last question I want to ask you. Uh, Offensive players versus defensive players in the first round. You've got 15 defensive players, 17 offensive in your mock. The betting markets have uh, defensive player over-unders at 15.5 with the over being favored. Offensive uh, over-under is 16.5 with the under being favored. Your 
uh, you are flipped on those. So do we feel do we feel a betting opportunity here? Yeah, I for my way of looking at this, I'm glad you broke it down for me. This is great. Uh, sure. This is I see the run on offensive linemen happening on tackles and a couple guards getting taken. I see a run on receivers happening. If, even if it's say seven receivers taken, they hit so over there. I think eight offensive linemen might go in the first round. Sets so fifteen right there. And then it's just if two quarterbacks go, mm-hmm. if three quarterbacks go, it's, it's juicy. I don't think any running backs or tight ends go in the first round. The only one that might is Brees Hall uh, to the Bills is like the only landing spot I could see. So I'd have to just be offensive linemen, receivers, and a couple quarterbacks. But I could see it happening just of how the runs on positions are going and just the team needs at receiver and tackle. So I see some guys like a Tyler Smith, a Trevor Penning, a Bernard Raymond, these three offensive linemen that are, are kind of more early second round picks. Teams get desperate and they go, man, oh, shoot, we're picking 21. Uh, we're picking 20. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I like that Tyler Smith from Tulsa. <laughs> like, okay, he shouldn't go till the second, but he's a dancing bear. So let's get him. So I think that's, I think I could see those runs on positioning happening. So if I were to pick one of these to be over 16 and a half offensive players, that, that would be my one of these four. This is going to be an awesome draft. So it's a, a really yes. fun draft. So much more unpredictability at the top of the draft than what we've seen in recent years. And we know what sort of mayhem that can wreak on the rest of the draft. So, I mean, have an awesome time, dude. What do you uh, give our listeners here on best on the board, a little breakdown of what you guys are going to be doing on the athletic football show next week. Yeah. So we'll have live shows, me, Robert Mays and Dane Brugler athletic football show on Thursday night during the draft. We'll be starting with pick one, Going all through first round and just live analysis and breakdowns with, I mean, Dane's awesome. He has mm-hmm. so much information. Um, I just get to hang on and just <laughs> throw in some thoughts. I, I always make the joke that I just, they just wheel me in like Hannibal Lecter and then they just <laughs> unravel me. I talk for three hours and then they just wrap me back up and put me back in the closet. So same thing on Friday for, for day two, rounds two and three. We'll be doing the same exact thing, me, Robert and Dane. And then Friday, uh, Dane and I will be doing a kind of, quasi recap also day three live analysis kind of like a mixture show and then sunday we'll also do a recap show with me and robert uh the whole entire draft so got a whole bunch of good stuff coming i'm I'm excited so check us out on youtube and twitter a busy week busy weekend ahead for you guys next week it is going to be great that's going to do it for this episode of best on the board for nate i am michael beller thanks so much for listening good luck happy betting we'll talk to you soon